Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I am your host, Whitney Sewell. And today, if, if you have money that's in an SDRA and not sure what to do with it, we're going to ask an expert. He's the founder of selfdirected.org. His name is Brian Ellis. Thanks for being on the show, Brian. My pleasure, Whitney. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Brian is a, America's leading independent expert in self-directed IRAs and solo 401ks. He's, he's an experienced fundraiser, investor, has personally raised untold millions, and uh, he also hosts the Self-Directed Investors Talk. And uh, Brian, thanks for again for being on the show. Would you just fill in a little more about your background and how you got into real estate and, and what you're currently currently working on? Sure, sure. Well, you know, back in the day, I actually wasn't involved in real estate at all. I was I was in the software business in the in the mid '90s, and um, that that was fun. But uh, uh, I, I decided to try to learn a different way to make some money, and kind of real estate's kind of where I where I landed. And um, wouldn't need to say I was bad at it for the first couple of years would be an insult to the people who were bad at it. Um, I was awful, um, but ultimately I figured out how how to make it work. And in in the process, I started. Uh, building up uh, email lists of local investors here in the Atlanta area where, uh, you know, who would be interested in, in buying my deals. And, and from that, we kind of learned that there was a lot of power in, in, in uh, building up, a, a, you know, a, a network of people that were interested in, in doing real estate investments. And, and along the way, uh, I kind of uh, stumbled into this thing called self-directed IRAs because uh, everybody in real estate needs money at one time or another. And so uh, at first I was interested in it for my own retirement, but uh, then it occurred to me that if I could do this, probably other people could too, in terms of using my retirement account to do real estate investments. And so I started educating myself a little bit more about what that really meant and how it would work and kind of what the landmines were associated with it as well. And that's really where we're focused today, Whitney, is in, is in helping investors who probably have done pretty well in stocks or in whatever they've done uh, or whatever they've used, but now they kind of want to go a different direction. Maybe they want to get into real estate. Maybe they want to get into precious metals or, or private placements or, or just about anything else. We we help people understand what's really possible and exactly how they can make that happen. Awesome. So, you know, could you give us maybe a couple examples of the, you know, that just that person, you know, the the prime person that would be uh, you know, a candidate for uh, that has their investments somewhere else, but now they've said, okay, uh, you know, I don't like the stock market or, you know, what do they not normally not care about their stock market or, you know, what their current investments that they want to come to real estate? Well, in my experience, there, there's not a whole lot of them who necessarily want to do a wholesale uh, abandonment of stocks or whatever else they're doing. Uh, most of the time it, it is the engineer or the physician or other entrepreneur who has probably done reasonably well with their investing, or maybe they've just put away a lot of money, whether they've gotten great returns or not. And what they want to do is just start diversifying. And most of these folks don't necessarily have a whole lot of experience or knowledge about real estate, but what they do have is a kind of gut level suspicion that, that real estate should probably play a, a role in their investments. 
And so with that in mind, these people uh, generally go out and search, uh, search out a little bit more information about that topic. And usually they find me and that's, that's where we uh, get involved in, in helping them do exactly what they want to do, either, either piece by piece with their portfolio or in, in one fell swoop. So, you know, as, as, as syndicators or as people raising capital, you know, could you help us with that, what that conversation might look like with a potential investor? You know, when we're trying to, you know, talk to them about using their IRA, you know, what, what does that conversation need to look like? Obviously, you know, I'm not an accountant, I'm not an expert on using a self-directed IRA, but however, I want to be educated enough to, uh, to educate the investor enough to at least look into it or contact somebody like yourself. What, what does that conversation look like? Well, you know, it, it's really not one about trying to convince them that you know something that's that's cool and new. What's what's more important is to help them to understand that this is something that not a lot of people really know, but it's not because it's not been known for a long, long time. Um, generally, what I have found is that it's a really wonderful thing to focus on the use of, of retirement funds when you're dealing with a pot- potential investor for this reason. Whenever you are dealing with an investor with non-retirement funds, there are a lot of things competing potentially for that money. They may be thinking about investing that money. They may be thinking about buying a new house or going on a spectacular vacation and paying for the kid's wedding or whatever. And that's great. They have those options with money outside of a retirement account. But with money inside of a retirement account, they have to invest that money. They don't have any other choice. And so you inherently eliminate a lot of the competition for for capital that exists when you go in that direction. But most people don't even know it's possible. So generally what I tell them is, is look, IRAs were, were created back in the day, not to force people into stocks or anything like that, but to, to protect individuals from, from companies who were going bankrupt, uh, were going bankrupt uh, with, uh, with their pensions. You know, people were losing their pensions right and left. And so, uh, because companies were going bankrupt and raiding those pensions. So IRAs were created so that individuals could put their money wherever they wanted to and not have to put it where everybody else was putting their money. So now they they still have that option. They don't have to go with just Wall Street. They can go anywhere they want, including your private placement. Awesome. So so what are some some potential questions people have when you're talking to them about using their, their IRA to invest in real estate? Oh, well... Uh, there, there are a lot of them. Uh, they'll ask things like, I've got a traditional IRA. Can I do it with that? Or a Roth IRA or a SEP IRA. Can I do it with that? And the answer is yes, you can do it with any of those. And uh, they'll, they'll ask about, uh, you know, what if I don't have all the money I need to do an investment? Can, can I borrow some money to make it, make it happen? And the answer to that is, is, is yes. Also, surprisingly, it, it is possible for a for an IRA to borrow money to to round out a shortage of capital, so that's something that can be done that not a lot a lot of people know uh, is, is even possible. Uh, you know, a, a lot of them will, will say something like, "I've got a lot of money in my four hundred one k. Can I invest that money in real estate?" And that's a really good question. Usually, the answer to that is no, because most four hundred one ks are established by you know, they're, they're established by 401k companies that are Wall Street companies. So, so they do limit the investments you can make in those, those kinds of accounts. So for that person, what they have to do is roll over their, their 401k either to a solo 401k or to a self-directed IRA, which are really the same thing. It's just one's an IRA and one's a 401k. But if they do that rollover to a self-directed account, then they can. So 
there are a lot of different questions, but the at the end of the day, the answer is is almost always, yes, you can do it. We just need to find out how to do it and, and make sure that we don't break any rules along the way because that, that can be a severe thing if you do. So uh, that was going to be my next question, actually. What kind of rules, you know, do I need to know about, you know, when when using an SDIRA or talking to, to you know, to a potential investor, you know, about using their, their SDIRA? Sure. So the most important thing, generally speaking, is that nobody ever used their, their IRA in such a way where they get any benefit from it before retirement. So in other words, if a person has uh, some money in an IRA, if they want to invest in a particular private placement, that's probably going to be okay unless it happens to be that they own uh, a substantial portion of that private placement in their own portfolio, because then it can be interpreted that they were uh, getting some benefit for their for their own personal account by investing in that thing using their IRA money. Um, they can't do things like uh, take money out of their IRA and uh, or borrow money from their IRA to do an investment outside of the IRA and then put the money back. That's that's completely not okay. Um, basically, you just got to make sure that you don't do anything that that abuses the fact that the IRS has given us some extraordinary tax benefits with these IRAs. And the way that you abuse it is is by using that money or getting benefit from it either directly or indirectly before you withdraw the money from the account. And, and the best way to do that is just make sure you have good attorneys and, and, uh, and accountants who can guide you on this. This is not a do-it-yourself kind of thing. Could you give us some examples of that maybe where, uh, you know, that may not be uh, obvious to someone getting benefits, you know, from their IRA, you know, before retirement where they could be in trouble? Sure. So maybe you are interested in buying a piece of real estate and it's it's a good deal. It's uh, it, it's owned by you know somebody you've never met, a completely unrelated party, which is always a good thing. So your IRA buys this piece of real estate, and all's well. But five years later, the IRS comes back and pegs you with what's called a prohibited transaction. That's that's a disaster. Uh, that's a disaster. It's not uncommon for that to re- result in a person losing forty to sixty percent of the value of their entire account not just of that investment, but the entire account, very common, and sometimes more. Uh, what's, what's the problem with that? Well, in that case, you found that that deal because the real estate agent involved was maybe your sister or your daughter-in-law, and they brought it to you, and whenever you bought that piece of real estate, they got paid a commission. Well, you didn't benefit from it directly. But that person is considered a, 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 a related party. And so if they receive benefit from it, that's interpreted as you receiving benefit from it. And that 3% commission that they just made probably going to cost you 40 to 60% or more of your IRA. That's pretty significant. Wow. Just for them to get that 3%. So what if that was a close friend? Would that still apply possibly? It's much less likely in that case. Uh, really, what you're you're looking for is situations where the the other person is a relative of yours in some way, uh, or if they are uh, if they're a business entity in which you have a, a, a substantial interest, ownership interest, or or uh, or management uh, authority. So either any of those cases are automatic red flags. Got to be very very careful. 
So how much capital is available, you know, to use in an SDIRA? You know, that's that's a really good question. The, the, the estimates are that there's somewhere around $100 billion or so, give or take, a, a little bit on either side, in, in self-directed retirement accounts alone. Now, that doesn't, that's not even a drop in the bucket compared to IRAs in general, where there's about $8 trillion. Uh, but with, with self-directed retirement accounts, there's about $100 billion, and this is as of probably last year sometime. I bet the number's much bigger by now. Um, so there's a lot of money out there, and it's very common for individual self-directed retirement accounts to be quite large because they are almost always funded as a result of having been rollovers from, from stock trading accounts. So there's a lot of money to be had out there, and there are not a lot of people who know how to connect those people with investment opportunities that are appropriate for them. So where do we meet people like that, that are, you know, looking to invest or looking to use their, their IRA for, you know, real estate? Well, you know, that's, uh, that, that's a good question. You, in my opinion, you don't necessarily look for people who are looking to invest their IRA specifically. I mean, if you find them, that's great. But what's better, what makes a lot more sense is to, Talk to anybody who's interested in investing for retirement and find out what their objectives are and then do a, just a slight bit of education with them about how they can do that with the money that they've already saved. I mean, that's a pretty good line to say, you want to invest with me? Well, why don't you just go ahead and do it using the money that you've already saved for retirement? That, that makes people's eyes pop a little bit, and that's an entirely reasonable thing and accurate thing to say. So would you just go through the benefits of that again a little bit? Uh, maybe you already touched on it, but, you know, just talking to that person, talking to that investor, you know, how do I hone on the benefits a little bit that, you know, we're for them uh, just so they're a little more educated or have a little better understanding from our first conversation about this? Sure. Well, generally speaking, uh, when, when you're doing a capital raise uh, or almost every type of capital raise, obviously you have to know your customer. You have to understand, you, you have to document whether they're accredited or not, whether the, you know, what, what their income situation is, what their, what their asset situation is. You've got to do all that stuff anyway. And so it kind of makes sense when, when you're uh, uh, thinking about all of that and not necessarily just at the documentation phase, but much earlier when you're talking with them to find out, look, the, number one, th does this investment make sense to you? That's where you start. You don't need to start with IRAs or, and 401ks. But once they're convinced that, that your particular investment makes sense to them, then you uh, a, a good next step is to find out, well, do you have any retirement savings? And if they do, that's that's fine. Then you'll know. But they may or may not know why you're asking. Your next question could then be, what if you could use, uh, what if you could invest in this asset, this investment that you've selected, but not pay any taxes on it? Would that be good for you? Well, the answer to that is pretty much always yes. And the IRA, the 401k is the way to make that happen. So that's when you give them just a little bit of education. And that's really one of the things that we do at uh, Self-Directed Investor Society is help our, our uh, members to understand these things so that they can talk intelligently with other people about them. Because there's so much opportunity out there in, in terms of the amount of retirement, uh, retirement savings that are available. And if you can speak moderately intelligently with, uh, with a, just a, a good solid backing of information, then chances are you're going to have access to a lot more capital. Again, I think that the idea is not to target people who have self-directed IRAs or 401ks. The idea is to work on people who 
who have IRAs or 401ks that are not self-directed and you help them understand the, the benefits of, of going that route. They're, that's where the gold mine is. That's where $8 trillion is versus $100 billion. Do you have any other tips to help us speak intelligently uh, just that, you know, that we should know just right off the bat, you know, when speaking to somebody? Yes. The best tip I can give you is, is, is when you don't know the answer to a question, say, I don't know. Uh, that is, uh, that's the, the honest truth. There's a lot of complexity to self-directed IRAs and 401ks. There really is. Um, this is not a do it yourself sort of thing. There is a lot of education that you need to, uh, to, to get, to be able to speak about this stuff intelligently. It doesn't take a lot of time to get that education, but it's really, really important that you don't misguide people just because you don't happen to know the answer. Um, it, it, it amazes me as much as I've studied this topic every now and again, some, somebody asks me a question that I think I know the answer to, but I'm not exactly sure. And in that case, I just have to call one of my attorneys and find out because I just don't know. And uh, it, it's, it's important to keep that kind of humility because you could really hurt yourself and somebody else if you give them bad advice. I know if, if I'm talking to an investor and we, you know, I try to make them aware that this is an option pretty quickly, I'm, I'm referring them to someone else that I know is an expert, you know, in this subject. Um, but what, what are some mistakes or common mistakes you see people who are trying to raise capital make maybe that we haven't, we haven't already covered? Oh, wow. That's a, a, a different ball of wax entirely, but I'll tell you in, in, in terms of, Capital raising where IRAs and 401ks are concerned, it is, and and Whitney, I'm going to have to claim some level of ignorance here because I haven't looked at any PPM documents in a while, but almost invariably, and maybe without exception, uh, PPMs have a, a, a limitation or private placements have a limitation where you can only raise a certain amount of your capital from, uh, from, from what are called qualified accounts, IRAs, 401ks, et cetera, retirement accounts, essentially. Um, and you could actually raise more than that, but then your your uh, then your private placement is subject to the rules that apply to IRAs and 401ks, and that becomes that becomes a beast, and you don't want to go down that road. So if you're going to be pursuing this type of capital for your private placement, make sure that you understand what the limitations are, because there are some. But just imagine that. I mean, like. To my way of thinking, if if I'm raising capital and I want to raise $10 million, just as a nice round number, the way I think about it is $2.5 million of it's going to be brain dead simple um, if 25% is the limit, for example, on on uh, PPMs. And it may, may be higher or lower than that, uh, Whitney. Again, I'm, I, I don't re recall precisely, but $2.5 million of that's going to be easy because that's money that's going to come from that $8 trillion pool. Of, of IRAs or 401ks. So that's, that's a, a good, reasonable way to look at it. So, you know, before we have to go, what are some other things maybe that I haven't asked you that, that, you know, you need to tell us, you need to tell people in the syndication business that are raising capital that we need to know? Well, one of them is that you need to have a self-directed IRA or solo 401k yourself um, for credibility, if for no other reason. But there are lots of other reasons uh, including that you can completely control your own retirement account then, which you cannot do with an IRA or 401k through Fidelity or Schwab or E-Trade or somebody like that. Uh, they're all great at stocks, but not anything else. Uh, so that's one thing. But the other thing is that it it is really a worthwhile investment of of time and money to learn a little bit more about the the fundamentals of of these tools 
both because you're going to find out it's profoundly useful to you personally for investing your retirement account, but also because it's going to give you a strong level of credibility with your investors when you can look them in the eye and give them the specific answers that that you know they're looking for. You don't have to give them legal advice. You don't have to give them accounting advice, but you can tell them, look, this is how these things work. Go verify it for yourself, but this is how it w- would work in, in your circumstance. And whenever you can do that, uh, and you know you can stand up straight and look them in the eye and tell them the exact truth and reality because you know it, that's something that's well worth the time and money that's involved in learning the ins and outs of these things. Nice. So Brian, why don't you tell the listeners a little more about selfdirected.org and, and how they can get in touch with you? Sure. Selfdirected.org is our website where we provide a lot of this information completely free. Uh, and, and that'd be a great first step for anybody who is interested in learning about self-directed retirement accounts in general. Uh, it, it, that is kind of the front end to our private association called Self-Directed Investor Society, where we go a lot deeper. We we actually prov- provide a really extensive, intensive training about self-directed retirement accounts in general and how to do specific types of, of asset investing in particular, and we have a very heavy focus on real estate, to, to be to be frank. Uh, we, we talk a lot about real estate. We talk a lot of, uh, about uh, how to maximize your income and, and your, your results. We talk about how to build big self-directed retirement accounts without really using any of your money to do it. That's, it's actually more, it's actually easier in the, in the retirement account sphere than it is anywhere else to do low or no money, high profit investing. So we talk about some of that and uh, we give people a chance to get to know each other and, and learn from each other's successes and failures as well, because at the core, it's a networking opportunity, an association of affluent individuals who are all self-directed investors. So you can learn more about that by going over to selfdirected.org. Great. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being a great guest and providing all this information. And you're, you're definitely an expert in this field. And uh, I hope the listeners will connect with Brian. I hope you'll join us on the Facebook group, the Real Estate Syndication Show. And uh, and you, we can all learn this business together and, and communicate with experts like Brian. And we will talk to each of you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.